Hey Auntie is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. We acknowledge that this is the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Cullen Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. And we extend that respect to all Indigenous Australians and Indigenous mob all over the world. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. There you are. I've been expecting you. I've just popped the kettle on. Come on in. Hi, and welcome to Hey Auntie. I'm Chantelle Weatherall, and it's my absolute pleasure to have you join me. Hey sis, come on in, take a seat, and make yourself comfy. With Hey Auntie, we're going to remix the proud tradition of the Black Auntie, and we're going to use it to demonstrate that there's millions of ways to be a magical Black woman. Sounds good? Hey Auntie! Hey Auntie! Hey Auntie! Hey Auntie! So we're going to start conversations about questions that I wish I could have asked when I was a bit younger. Actually, some that I probably still need to ask now. And then we're going to tell stories that speak to the experience of being a black woman in Australia. We're going to hold space to laugh, get vulnerable and get real. It's for us, by us and in our own words. You're going to hear me referring to myself as a black woman quite a lot. My blackness is central to my identity, and that's the terminology I would use for myself. That's the word that I feel comfortable with, but it's not meant to be exclusive. I really want anybody who self-identifies as black and femme to feel really, really welcome here. This podcast is not going to explain racism. It's not going to centre decoding blackness to a white audience. I'm here to speak to other black women because I really believe in staying in my lane and also I think that the authenticity of speaking to your own peeps should hopefully mean that this is more relatable all around. Anybody who's comfortable with that is really welcome to sit with us. So here's the setup. I'm going to invite in dope aunties and they're going to answer the question through sharing their own lived experience. They're going to tell you what they've learned along the way, and then we're going to leave you to make your own mind up. And if you want to, you can hit us on social media and tell us what you think. show is all about the power of a good conversation. Instead of yakking on solo, I've invited an amazing sister, Namilla Benson, to join me instead. Namilla is a journalist, a broadcaster, and a producer extraordinaire. She's currently one of the producers of RN's Life Matters, and she's joined me for a good old chat about the whole idea of aunties, why they're beautiful, why they're important, and what I'm trying to achieve with this podcast. I had a great time, and I think you're going to enjoy it. Come and join us. So tell me, Chantelle, why a podcast on aunties? 
Well, I uh, really wanted to take the opportunity to uplift and honour the role of aunties in black culture. I want to claim it as like a modern honorarium and I want to invite a whole other generation of black women to consider themselves aunties and to think about uh, their contribution they can make to their community by sharing their stories. We know that uh, aunties play a huge role, a really important role in black cultures right across the world. But tell me, if you had to sum it up, what is the universal role of aunties? Isn't it awesome how universal it is? Mm. Um, so you are a PNG sister. I'm a sister from the Caribbean uh, with Ghanaian ancestry. I meet sisters from all over Africa and we all understand the role of the auntie. Um, and I guess the common threads are that aunties are elders um, women who are shown respect, but who also take an interest in us. It's about the extended family mm. and about finding that community, that sense of community. And that's really what I want to try and create with the podcast. And it's a really interesting dynamic because this podcast is going to be created on uh, stolen, unceded land here in Australia on Wurundjeri country. Um, and I guess that is also another way that as women of colour, we're able to extend our respects to uh, the originators of this land because First Nations culture is very, very much about addressing their elders as well, about as aunties. Absolutely. And we really honour First Nation women and their cultural knowledge. Mm. Um, we really are seeking opportunities to connect women, um, to amplify the voices of Indigenous women. Um, hey Auntie is really rolling out the mat mm. and saying, let's sit together as women. Let's honour our past and present matriarchs and let's have a conversation across generations to see what we can share as women. Mm. When we hear the term agony aunts that that's quite a common uh term i guess again uh, across multiple communities and it very much speaks to this role of aunties having to give advice so i'm wondering in the context of the term agony aunts what role will advice play on your podcast yeah thank you that's a great question so aunties in this context are not going to be giving advice um, hey auntie is me holding a space for black women to share their stories in their own words how many opportunities do we have to do that mm. this show is for us by us and in our own words so the aunties will only ever speak from their own personal experience because I actually think sharing your story is so much more powerful than telling somebody your opinion. Oh. So that's the platform that we're going to use mm. to try and help. And really, I think that uh, black women are the most resourceful people that I have ever met. Oh, absolutely. We don't need instructions. Mm. So this is about, I've been there too, sis. This is how it went for me. And then you make up your own mind from there. Mm -mm. I love that black womanhood and I guess black femme culture in whatever form that takes, it's, you know, it's very fluid in terms of how we sum up 
you know, that, that element of our identity. And I'm wondering, though, you know, like trying to explain to whiteness, for instance, why we do address people who we're not related to necessarily, but are considered family by extension of community, why we call them an auntie. So tell me, Chantel, what makes an auntie an auntie? Um, I think that the most important thing is that you've lived a little. Just uh, getting up every day, going about in this uh, world full of micro and macro aggressions. We are constantly learning as black women and that life experience is valuable. And so I'm saying absolutely, let's honour our established elders. But this is also an invitation to my sisters, my other, my other black women who've lived a little. Your life experience has value. Mm-hmm. Your story can be powerful medicine if you share it. And so really, I want to say that an auntie is somebody who's lived a little, has some life experience and wants to take that role in the community of sharing their story, being vulnerable Mm. Mm. um, in the hope that it will help. It's about wanting to help, wanting to connect with community. So living a little, sharing and wanting to help. And I think that's really interesting, that point that you make about being vulnerable, because I think vulnerability is a privilege that's not necessarily afforded black women. We're described as being strong and sassy, powerful, loud, mouthy, etc. And that's problematic because there's a, a sense of erasure that comes with us being allowed to show our vulnerability and being allowed to be a little bit fragile, um, which I think is afforded very much uh, to white women. So what what are your thoughts about um, that vulnerability element and that it's a difficult place to get to um, in terms of permission for black women to be vulnerable? 100% Namella. I've got to say personally, I spent a long time uh, feeling pretty cheesed off, to be honest, about the fact that the world does not make space for black women to be vulnerable. The world uh, demands that we perform our blackness in the ways that are palatable to them. So representation for black women is so limited. You see the sassy sidekick or uh, maybe we're allowed to come and share our trauma for other people's entertainment. Mm. Or maybe we are held up as an example of an exceptional black person who uh, is used then to bang all the other sisters over the head with, why can't you be like this person? Mm. But there's never space for us to be anything more than two-dimensional. And I was really upset about that for a long time because not being able to be vulnerable man, that will exhaust you and it will crush your spirit. And frankly, I believe that more than anybody else, we need that space. We need that space where we can put down the burdens of the world and just be who we need to be at that time. So I'm talking about allowing black women to feel sad, uh, to say they don't know the answer, to say that they are angry about something and for none of that to be held against them and for us to understand that we are a multitude. Mm. Our blackness is so diverse and so beautiful and you're not just a magical black woman when you are thriving. You are magical 24-7 hours of every day, whatever you're feeling. So I'm saying, come on, sis, come sit with me. I see you, however you're feeling. That is valid. Come and talk. Let's cry. Let's laugh. And all of that is welcome and powerful and beautiful. 
And you're tapping into something much larger there, which is mental health. And I think particularly in Australia, it's something that's supremely overlooked when it comes to black women um, and black people, but also particularly in the context of this country's uh, genocidal uh, history of colonisation as well, again with the erasure. But mental health, is that something, I guess, that will um, inevitably be woven into conversations? Absolutely. So I think that... Look, Hey Auntie is not a show about racism. My uh, intention is to speak to black women. And so I think that uh, we understand that racism is a fact of life. Mm. And so in that context, we still have to hold down jobs, have relationships, buy groceries, think about our impact on the environment, you know, work out uh, the best hair care regime. Life still happens. Um, but it means that the toll that is taken on our mental health by all of those millions of tiny cuts that we have to deal with every day and keep going that means that mental health is a really important topic for us. And so by allowing us to talk about our experiences, owning our stories and sharing them and valuing them, I hope is going to help us to center black women's mental health mm. and make some space for that. But I also want to directly talk about mental health. So one of the questions I'll be asking is, hey, auntie, am I crazy? <laughs> Because I don't know about you, but I, I definitely have thought that sometimes. And the idea of this podcast is to be the person and ask the questions that I wish I could have asked when I was 18, mm. 19, 20, yesterday. Um, and it's not about the aunties having all the answers, but it's about the fact that I reckon that uh, somebody's experienced what you're going through before and just not feeling like you're in it on your own mm. is a huge part of the battle. So maybe you are in inner city Melbourne, in Sydney, in one of the metropolitan centres, but maybe you are in some remote area where you don't have an immediate connection with other sisters. And the idea of the podcast is to create a room that you can plug your headphones in, put your radio on, and you can come and sit in a room where you'll find a community of like-minded black women of different ages who will say, that thing that you're struggling with, that thing that you can't work out, I have been there before, and this is how it went for me, whether it was an absolute triumph or more likely if it's one of my stories, an absolute fail, but I'm going to laugh about it with you and I'm going to help you to see how maybe you could do things a little bit differently. <laughs> so it, it's oh, there's so many places to go with what you've just said uh, and, um, you know, you have touched on mental health, but I'm wondering what some of the other themes and topics are that will come through, especially, you know, as we are black women living here in Australia. Touch on some of those other conversations you'd like to hold. Yeah, I think that the experience of being a black woman in Australia is so unique um, and I want to hear more about black women's experience I want it to be centered um, I think that the things that we face are completely unique I love hearing from my sisters in America and I get so much out of the podcasts I listen to there but are they going to help me to know how to deal with a classic Aussie dickhead 
Are we uh, going to be touching on dating? Seriously. And- um, dating in Australia, um, dealing with uh, people trying to touch your hair, um, dealing with colorism. Yes. Dealing with uh, owning your black body and your sexuality. Um, Particularly in professional spaces as well, like in terms of career. Absolutely. The labour market. Absolutely. Mm. The Australian workplace is very interested in talking about diversity, but how much much are they willing to allow you to be your full black self in that workplace? Gosh, absolutely. (laughs) And just the structural and institutional stuff that comes with that in terms of who are the people holding positions of power, who gets to control money, all of that kind of stuff um, feeds into it. So that's great. You'll be going anywhere and everywhere because I guess why I'm also asking is that – Black womanhood, blackness in particular, is very hot right now. It is kind of the thing. It's this weird thing where people voraciously want to consume black people, black culture, but then they want to push us to the side as well. But, um, you know... Black culture at the moment is being extremely commodified. It's it's like people have realised that consumers are actually tapping into this. They enjoy – like I, I guess with Black Panther is where I've seen this particularly massive shift happen here in Australia. But we also live in an internet age, Chantelle, and I'm wondering, you know, when it comes to pop culture, what role do you think aunties play within that? Look, black women have always been popping. We are incredibly resourceful and creative and we are originators of trends. So, so many of the things I see people parroting out there, I know that they originated with aunties, Mm. whether that is um, uh, cisgender aunties or um, the myriad of aunties in black culture. What I love about Hey Auntie is that it's us speaking to each other in our own words. And so there is no risk of uh, losing the meaning behind the things that we create. I love the idea of getting aunties in to share experience because um, our cultural capital means nothing if you don't understand the need that was behind creating it. The way we have to adapt our ways of being to our surroundings is extraordinary. I know even like, you know, particularly back in the day as I'm doing a throwback here, showing auntie's age here. I love um, it. To the 90s, etc. But even with that whole baggy clothing era, I mean, that was based on the women in you know, black American families, including aunties, having to mend hand-me-downs and give them to kids. And, you know, it's all of that kind of stuff is so intrinsically tied to the struggle of blackness. But I love that with Hey Auntie, you're, there's also going to be a lot of celebration and just the... Absolutely. <laughs> the ridiculous Absolutely. and joyful and joyous elements of being have, black. Have you ever seen a group of black women together and we are not hollering and laughing? laughing and slapping our thighs and people are looking at us like 
what on earth is going on over but there? But that is seen as offensive to some people. <laughs> and you hear about, you know, there's actually cases where groups of black women, um, police have been called, etc., because they're laughing and having too much fun. And I'm going to have to send you some uh, articles on that because it's just like... Look, I'm not what? surprised. Yeah. We can... We are a lot for people who don't understand us. But guess what? Hey Auntie is a safe space for us to speak at our full volume. for us to radiate at our full magnificence Mm. and to laugh as loudly as we wish and so no holding back here be your full beautiful black self and I would love to know who were some of the significant aunties in your life growing up is there one in particular that you can tell us about or a couple I absolutely remember my auntie Denise, my auntie Dee, who came to live with us when I was at uh, primary school. Because that whole living with the extended family thing, it's so much part of our cultures. And so she came to live with us when I was probably eight or nine years old. And she was the coolest, dopest person I had ever seen. She was so fly. This is like the late 80s and imagine the looks, the fashions, the styles, the music. She was the person who um, put together a a lot of my early understanding of the birds and the bees. She let me watch Freddy Krueger movies. All of the stuff that my parents would be absolutely horrified about. But that's essential stuff, right? It totally is. It totally is. To have a space to ask those questions, to explore these uh, different things that you can't necessarily approach your folks about, that all matters. Totally. Um, look, the concept of third culture kids is really central to what I'm trying to do with mm. Hey Auntie as well. Mm. There's a lot of young people who perhaps their life experience is just very different from their parents. And so so I'll be hitting on things that maybe you wouldn't ask your ma and your pa. Well, and this is the role that we find ourselves in, uh, you know, as we get older. So let me finish up by asking you, Chantelle, as an auntie yourself, what defines your particular way of being an auntie? What do you bring to that title? I love the way that there are so many different aunties. There's like the judgy auntie, there's the shady auntie, the shady auntie. <laughs> then there's like the bougie Ralph Lauren everything auntie. Um, I'm not any of those. I say that I'm probably the messy, loud, fun auntie. Oh. Which we all need, (laughs) want and love. Right. So I'm the auntie who will come to your gig and be dancing like a lunatic at the front and hollering and making sure that you see and feel my support. Because really, more than anything, uh, my life experience has taught me that the only people whose opinions I care about are those people that I love. Mm -hmm. And so I show up for people. I don't care what I look like. And I will be loud while I'm doing it. And hopefully that gives you a bit of permission to be your big, loud, beautiful self. If that's who indeed you are. So, yeah, I'm the messy, loud auntie for sure. Chantelle, when it comes to becoming an auntie, I'm wondering, what do you think is the mental and emotional shift that takes place with stepping into that role? That's such a great question. Look, I think that 
the most important shift is it's opening your eyes to see that uh, the things that you struggle with are not unique. Look, let's get real, real here now as black women. The braid floating in the swimming pool. Holy heck. Why are you stepping into my nightmare right now? (laughs) Why? Why? Um, These are the things that we are kept awake at night about. (laughs) Or appearing on the photocopying room at work. Right. And your boss hands it to you. And so the number one thing is to not feel alone. So the mental shift of being an auntie is number one, realizing that what you've been through is not only hilarious, but of value to other people. And number two, shared experience. This is a shared experience. You don't have to go it alone, sis. And I love that there's almost a third point to it, which I've heard you talk about before, which is just where you still care, but you care in a different way. It's like there's this delicious freedom that comes with getting older where you're not weighed down necessarily by the expectations of others. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Look, I think that you pay your dues a bit. And frankly, your nerves are shot by the time you're in your late 30s. If you kept caring, you wouldn't get anything done. And you're tired and fatigued. I am am tired and fatigued. I do not Mm -hmm. have time nor energy to give a damn. And so that is a value as an auntie. Live your best life. Live your best life. (laughs) Chantal Weatherall producer and presenter of the upcoming podcast. Hey, Auntie, thank you so much for your time today. A pleasure, Namilla. Thank you so much. So, hey, Auntie, you know what we're all about? Hope you're going to join us for the next episodes. Episode two, Hey, Auntie, should I still be code switching? Where we unpack code switching where we have to change ourselves, dilute down our blackness to be accepted in white environments. I'm talking the workplace. I'm talking for some people, even their family units. Um, Is it a skill or is it a chore? Um, Is it a burden? Is it something we should even be doing in 2018? We're gonna unpack that with aunties. Uh, Next, after that, we've got, hey auntie, how do you deal with a dickhead? The dickhead is the kind of low level hum in the background he's not doing anything that's extreme enough for you to really push back against him but he's getting on your nerves he's getting on your nerves and strangely enough they always seem to gravitate towards sisters particularly if you've got your natural hair out the dickhead likes to touch natural hair Um, and the dickhead I think is a uniquely Australian thing because he's the other side of the really fun larrikin culture that we have here oh look i've actually just said that very much tongue-in-cheek i don't get the larrikin thing at all um so yeah hey auntie how do you deal with a dickhead and then after that we're going to turn the spotlight inward and we're going to be saying hey auntie why are we like this because sometimes the biggest heartbreak is how You can be undermined by your own sisters. And so we're going to have aunties talking about times when they have been undermined by other black women and how they found the right path between sisterhood and having boundaries. All pretty interesting stuff. I hope you'll agree. I hope you'll come along and join us. Thanks again to my amazing guests. And thank you for listening. 
So you've heard what the aunties have to say. What do you think? HeyAuntiePod at gmail.com, Facebook, or Instagram. That's Auntie A-U-N-T-Y. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and join us in two weeks for the next show. Until then, take care, love.